tonight, I'm really excited because we're going to do something a little bit different. <clears throat> um, I, I'm sitting down because usually when you sit down, like anybody ever like been with someone and they say, hey, take a seat, we need to talk. And like, you just kind of know, oh, it's about to get serious. Like, oh man, it's about to get real. They told me to sit down. Um, and that's because we're going to talk a lot about... Um, something that's very relevant to you all, and that's relationships. Okay, uh, here's the thing. I think, you know, yesterday was Valentine's, and, and it, you know, this month is all about love and whatnot. I think we often forget sometimes myself that you guys are going through changes. You guys are going through uh, hormones and emotional changes that from one year to the next, you're like, man, I thought this person was icky. Now I can't just stop thinking about this person anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like things change and things happen. And it's, and it's a reality that I think we need to be ready for and prepared for. And so I'm going to take the next 10 minutes really quick just to share something that I think is going to help us. And then I'm going to invite my beautiful wife uh, in a moment here to come join us. And while I'm talking, this is, the one, this is the only time you get to be on your phone. The only time is if you're going to send a question. The number should be on here. Oh, you can't really see it. It's on the bottom. But the number is 956-833-1376. 956-833-1376. Okay, or leaders, if you can write down that number. Um, and if they have a question, they can send it in. So while I'm talking for the next 10 minutes, send in your questions that you have about dating, about relationships. And, and we're gonna, my wife and I, we're gonna do our best to answer them for you guys, okay? So bear with me. Let's, let's go through this together. And I promise at the end of it, uh, we're going we're gonna to see something really big that I believe God wants us to know, or at least to remember for those who have probably heard this already. So we all love a good love story, right? Uh, sometimes, though, they set us up with unrealistic expectations. Like, man, Hollywood is the biggest proponent of that. Like, for some reason, a vampire is the most romantic thing that you can think of. And like, they fall in love and then they turn into a vampire and I don't know what. Anybody know exactly what I'm talking about? Or am I that old? Yeah, maybe only our leaders know what I'm talking about. What, what's trending? What's the love thing that's trending right now? Anybody, can anybody tell me? What's something that's trending? Anime? Okay, all right, love and anime, sure. I don't understand it, but hey, whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. If, that, if that's what makes you think of romance, then hey, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I want my wife to love anime. That's all I want. Okay, so they come up with unrealistic expectations. Here's the, here's the problem, okay? When these movies or things set you up with unrealistic expectations, what's going to happen is if you create that expectation with the person you're dating, number one, they're going to fail you. They're going to make mistakes. They'll fall short, and they won't complete you, okay? I'm going to go through a lot of truths really quick, so pay attention. God is the only one who can complete you. I want to very first and foremost throw that out there that with him, you're not missing anything. No one can ever fulfill something for you that God has already done or can already do for you. So here's my goal for tonight is that instead of you trying to find the one that you would take your time in this season to learn how to be the one. Okay. Instead of trying to find the one, take your time in this season to learn what it means to be the one. Okay. Because here's, here's the reality. If you ask me, you know, if you start sending your message, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get someone that says, well, when's the right time to start dating? I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you, okay? Your brain is not fully developed until 24, 25 years old. That's when your brain is fully developed, 
okay? That's when your brain starts to think, hey, this is stupid or this is pretty smart. And I would say don't date up until maybe college, maybe college, maybe. But the reality is, including myself, I got hormones, you got hormones, and we're going to date in high school. That's the reality. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Some of you guys are probably in relationships today. So all I'm saying is that while you're in this relationship, that you would look to what Jesus says about it, because there isn't a lot in the Bible about dating, but there's a lot about self-characteristics that we should have as a believer in Jesus. And so instead of looking for the one, let's develop ourselves in being the one. Let's use this season to do that. Focus on development, right? And focus on God, because he's far more concerned with your character than your future partner. I can tell you that. God's more concerned about where you are with him than where you're going to be with your husband or your wife in the future. Okay, there's only a few verses that talk about a significant other, but there are thousands about building your character. Okay, so here's the thing. James 1, 23 to 25. I'm going to read this very quickly, give you three main points, and then I'm going to invite my wife. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Okay, so really quick, this passage, James was the brother of Jesus. He spent a lot of time with Jesus. Um, this means that he had a front row seat to the life of the wisest person ever, Jesus. He was the wisest person to ever live. Thus, he wrote down a lot of things that Jesus said. And this is one of the things that he wrote down that Jesus said. And it was in the same style as the Proverbs. And one thing that's interesting about the Proverbs is that book is all about wisdom. It's all about understanding better and relying on the, on the Lord and his word. So this passage isn't about dating, but it gives us a powerful principle to help us date better. Okay, James tells us that it's not about who you're looking for, but rather about who you are becoming in life, okay? So again, stop looking for the one and start becoming the one. So I want to give you a few applications that I, that I want you to remember when you're thinking about this person or when you're thinking about dating someone. Okay, before you start looking at anyone, look at yourself, before you start dating anyone, look in the mirror. Like literally, do it. Like maybe later tonight, just go look in the mirror, look at yourself and remind yourself of very important things. Number one, you were created in the image of God. That's number one, okay? Number two, you have been created with so much value because of who Jesus says he is as your identity in Christ, okay? And number three, look in the mirror and say, I am loved by God and nobody can ever love me like the way God loves me. Go look in the mirror and do that. Also, though, start to ask yourself very important questions. When you're thinking about pursuing a relationship, it's important to start with self-discovery, okay? So ask yourself, right, where is my identity in, right? It's convenient to date because it's what everyone else is doing, but do you really feel like you're ready for this emotional and spiritual commitment, right? Ask yourself, what is it that I'm looking for? What is it that is lacking in my life that makes me think, oh, I want to date this person? Or maybe, man, my friends are all dating. I need to be dating. Like, what is it that is causing you to say, I want to date? Ask yourself that question because just because everyone else dates doesn't mean that they're going to end successfully in that dating relationship. I can promise you that. So I'd rather say, man, I'm so thankful that I took the season to develop myself because now I know what I want and I know what I'm looking for. And I know that the standard is what God has for me because what God has for me 
is the best there is, okay? So let God prepare you, prepare you for the right person, okay? Not prepare the right person for you, but prepare you for the right person, okay? How do you do that? Grow closer to God, become secure in who he says you are, and then seek healing in places where you think you need it. And then lastly, seize your single season, okay? Know yourself better and grow in your faith better, okay? Your next relationship will be stronger and healthier because you are stronger and healthier, okay? So number one, stop looking for the one and start becoming the one. Number two, let God prepare you for the right person. And number three, seize your single season. Use this time, okay, to know about yourself and to grow in Christ, I guarantee you, you will not regret it. It will save you from a lot of heartache and a lot of pain and a lot of emotional damage. Sound good? Yes? Perfect. So I'm going to take the next 15 minutes. I'm going to invite my beautiful wife. Can you all help me welcome my wife, Jackie, to the platform? I love it. You guys are sending in some, some questions. Ooh, these are some juicy questions. I'm excited. Let me get this mic for you. You can still send in questions. Don't worry. Here you go. So Jackie's going to share a little bit about our story, like take a minute to share it, and then we'll, I'm going to look at these questions, and we'll get into them, okay? All right. Um, hi, guys. My name is Jackie. Um, I was a student here just like you guys here at Calvary, um, and so chances of what you're thinking or feeling or experiencing, I've been through or experienced, but we met here at Calvary, and, uh, and then we went uh, to college, and that's where we started um, really serving, and we were just friends, we were really good friends. I really respected Eli and vice versa, and eventually, um, God had called us to take the next step from friendship, and um, it was years of friendship, right? Um, it was building of trust and, and uh, respect and honoring. And God called us to start dating. And then from there on, we got married. So, yeah. And now we're here. <laughs> and now we're here. And by the way, every question that you send in is anonymous. So don't worry. We're not going to know who's sending what. So if you're like, I don't want Pastor Eli or Jackie to know that I'm asking this question. Um, don't worry. I have no idea who this is. It's all anonymous. Uh, so I want to start with this question just because um, it was the first one. So the question is, is it wrong to like several people at the same time? Is it wrong to like several people at the same time? Uh, do you, you want to take a gander at it? You want me to go first? Why? Okay. <clears throat> so here's the thing. <clears throat> I will say this. It, it depend, it, I, I don't want to use the word wrong um, because you cannot control your emotions. Okay inevitably there are going to be multiple people that you find very attractive that you think whoa this looks good this person looks good this person looks good and they're going to be like okay this one makes me laugh this one makes me laugh this one makes me laugh or whatever vice versa you're going to find multiple people in your life that honestly could all be potential partners in the future like that's a reality right so i would say if you act upon that right if you act upon your feelings to every single one of these dudes, yes, that is wrong. I would say that is wrong. But if you're willing to admit to a leader, hey, I'm thinking about these 12 dudes, the disciples of Jesus. No, I'm kidding. No, like, I, 
one of the key things that I want to also emphasize is discipleship and having people in your life that will disciple you and guide you in your questions. So I'm glad you asked this question because I found myself in the same situation. Man, this girl's like my best friend, but she's a, man, she's really someone I would love to see myself in the future, right? So I wouldn't say that it's wrong to feel these things, but you need to have a plan to how to address them right? Through prayer, obviously, through talking to your, to your um, uh, leaders and stuff like that. So emotionally speaking, it's normal, okay? I'm not, I, I want to validate your feelings and just say, hey, it's normal. Everyone says also to ignore your feelings. Don't ignore them, but know how to address them, okay? Don't ignore your feelings. Know how to address them. So I'll, I'll stop there because we have a lot yeah. of questions. Go ahead. Yeah, I can't, I can't um, express enough how many young adults that I know don't know how to cope with their feelings and they kind of just push it to the side. But take advantage right now, we're already telling you that yes, it's normal to experience how you're feeling, but don't feel ashamed to go to someone that you trust and say, hey, this is how I feel. How do I approach it? Not only that, but also like go to the word of God and pray and ask God, okay, why do I feel this way? What are the things that I am attracted to that person? You know, so... Your heart, there's a reason why your heart is feeling that way. And so you have to um, find out why your heart feels that way through the lens of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So I'm going to go to this next question. And then I'm assuming uh, this is from a dude who said, why are girls so confusing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, let me uh you know what? I'll let you take this, this question. Okay. So. Guys and girls are wired differently, okay? That's why God made man and woman. And that's the beauty of it is that we are different. The beauty of, you know, the, uh, the picture of marriage is that we are to complement one another. I mean, what kind of, if you eat Oreos and you just buy the chocolate part, but there's no, like, the cream in the middle, like, that complements one another. Like you see so many of that, even in nature, you see day and night. If it was just day all day, I mean, our earth wouldn't survive. It was night all night. We would be all depressed. You see how both sides are complementing each other. In fact, they're opposite, right? What would music be if there was just loud volume, but no like, you know, piano or like soft music? Like it has, they need to come, they need to compliment one another but yeah and i want to flip this question on the fellas you guys are just as confusing to them as they are to you okay that's why we're wired differently so i'll, I'll put it this way you may think that you're simple because i had to learn this in our marriage so in our marriage i thought i was a very simple man right i want this this and that it's not complicated it really isn't that's what i think my wife on the other hand's like what does he mean that he loves me what how did you say it though? How did, did you say did you, it? The tone. Did you like really mean it or did you mean like you love what I do for you or do you mean that like you just love some of me and it becomes and I'm like I love you. What like what do you right? So so my brain is wired a certain way and hers is wired a different way. But here's the beauty of marriage, right? Is that we look to Jesus literally for guidance and help. And I'll put and I, I want to say this also. Um, the confusing aspect, whatever it may be, 
It's going to happen and it'll never end. We had couples last night here at the Young Adults who have been married for 20 plus years. 20 plus years. And guess what? They still fight. They still are confused with one another. But, but in spite of all of that, they continue to look towards Jesus as how to love each other better. Okay? So instead of trying to understand them mentally or like emotionally, I would say that's still important. Always strive to do that. I would say try to understand how Jesus has called you to love them. Does that make sense? Okay. Understand how God has asked you to love them. Yes, yeah, you want to try to figure them out, but you never will. The only person who knows my wife in and out, perfect 100%, is the one who created her. And that's God. Same thing for me. Okay, so keep that in mind. And also, like you mentioned, Jesus created you, so I need to go look to Jesus as the creator to understand you. But not only that, Jesus is the creator of love, right? And that's something we try to figure out or try to answer what exactly is love. Love feels this way or whatever. But no, you go to Jesus and you ask him, what is that? How can I love my husband the way Jesus, you love him, right? Yeah, yeah. awesome. Here's the next question. And I, and I want to I wanna be careful um, with this question. So I'm going to try and ask it in a very specific way. And, and I do believe this question is coming from a place of hurt. Um, so whoever sent this question, um, I hope, I hope that we give you an answer that will hopefully give you a little bit more confidence and, and who, who, again, who Jesus calls you to be. So what happens, how about this? What if you're in a relationship that's toxic and this relationship is not benefiting your walk with the Lord? Like, like what, what do we do about that? Because the problem is, is that they just love this person so much. So what, if, what do we do if you're in a toxic relationship and you just can't get out of it and you know that it's hindering your walk with Jesus, but you're just so attached to this person? Okay, yeah, that's a really heavy question, whoever sent that. Um, just know that um, you're loved even in that situation uh, by Jesus. Um, if you're in a toxic relationship, there are certain signs, right? Um, and signs of feeling depressed or you're starting to be isolating yourself. But if you're in a situation like that, my, I think the, the reason why there's this struggle or this tension of like, man, like, should I stay? Should I not? I want to pursue Jesus, but I care about this person so much like this. You have like so many reasons why you care about this person, but you know that what's happening in that relationship truly is not glorifying Jesus. Okay. There's that tension, right? Your heart feels heavy and it's hard to make that move, right? Because you're scared to hurt them and it hurts you you're scared to feel that pain however um what was I gonna say oh okay and you're 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 in that okay so in toxic relationships it can be like a cycle but my encouragement is that's why it's so important right to go back into that that discipleship group that person that is discipling you and if you don't have that person if you don't have that person in your life then Let's, I would just say the, the leaders that are here are here to not judge you, but are here to have an open ear, to love you, to care for you, and also 
it's hard. You can't do it by yourself. Like you're going to need to link arms with someone who is grounded in the word and to help you not go back because it's going to be so tempting to go back. And then even more, it's, it's even more toxic. So, so here's what I want to say. Um, when you think, let's put it this way. Does anybody in here have a best friend? Okay. A lot of people do. Awesome. How you became best friends were through experiences and moments, right? Usually you have this one moment where you're like, dude, remember when we like, oh, and it's like this big moment that has marked your life forever, right? And now you're best friends. Now, here's where the danger comes with relationships. The reason why we're so attached to people is because those experiences that we've had with people where we've become vulnerable, where we've revealed so much of ourselves to this person that we start to think that if this, we lose this person, no one else will be, I won't be able to have that with another person. Now, I've had best friends and we're no longer best friends or whatever. I've had those experiences and they hurt. But let me ask you this. How much more pain is it when you experience the highest level of intimacy that there is? Anybody know what the highest level of intimacy is? Anybody? Yeah, it's called sex, okay? That is the highest level of intimacy that you can have with a person. And here's where it gets really dangerous. When you have given uh, to, you know, yourself to someone at the highest level of intimacy, you've created an emotional and physical and spiritual attachment. Why? Because you have been the most vulnerable that you've ever been right? You've been naked. You're na- you've now been naked in front of someone, the first person, they, whatever, right? And you've experienced something that has created a bond, but it was created outside the boundaries of what God had intended, which was marriage. Very simple. Very simple. And that's why it's hard for some people to leave a toxic relationship. I believe that wholeheartedly. Why? Because I went through that. And I will tell you this, the more that you continue to hold on, the harder it is to let go. It's very simple, guys. And the thing is, is that as as you try to hold on, guess what's going to happen? The only way that your relationship will be sustained is is if you continue to have these intimate relationships. And then guess what your your relationship is based off of? You think it's based off of love or it's based off of your emotional feelings towards each other? No, it's based off of I get what I want from this person physically. That's what it's based on. And let me tell you, if you base your relationship on just that, you're going to be in such a broken and empty place. And I would say that if this person or another person tells you that they love you and that they respect you and that they only want to do this with you because you're going to marry them in the future, then say, okay, how about this? If you're really going to do this, then go ahead, propose to me right now. Let's get married. (laughs) Like challenge them. They're going to freak out. They're going to walk away. They're going to run away. And that'll reveal immediately how they, they care about you, okay? I'm just being real, okay? Because nowadays, but it's a different culture, it's a different generation. We have people in middle school who are, like, engaging in so many different activities. You all think we're done. We're not. We know what you guys are doing, okay? It's plain and simple. And so we're not here to tell you to stop doing what you're doing. We're here to tell you we love you so much, and I would hate for you to be hurt in the future. I would hate with all my heart for you to go through what you're about to go through. I would like, you have no idea how much we love y'all to the point of just saying, guys, there's a reason why you can't leave. 
And it's because of the sin that you've committed. But I will say this, though. There is a person who can wash all that away. There is a person who can bring healing in that. And his name is Jesus. And we're always going to come back and point to that direction. Why? Because I've experienced it. My wife experienced it. Those, your leaders have experienced the power, saving grace of Jesus and the healing that comes with it. But I'm not going to lie. It's going to suck. Breakups suck. The consequences of it's sin. A con- yeah, there yeah. are consequences for There's our decisions. Consequences for every decision. Sin is it? You know, sin. You have a temporary, um, you know, enjoyment, but there's an eternal consequence for that. But to the person who ha- I was going to say, to the person who has that tension, it's the Holy Spirit trying to say, "Hey, hey, you know, you know what you need to do." So my encouragement, our encouragement, is for you to take courage. To it's going to be scary. Trust me, it's going to be scary. I've I've gone through it where I'm like so scared to open up and and tell someone. But Jesus says, as soon as we confessed our sins, right? There is freedom. There is freedom in that. Sometimes we think that there's goodness and freedom in that relationship because we have that temporary enjoyment. I mean, yeah, it's you're enjoying yourself for a moment, but then you're you're really trapped in that that toxic place. So once you open up to someone that you trust, a trusted mentor that is in, grounded in Jesus, I promise you, there is freedom in Jesus. Yeah. And then it comes down to another question that you need to ask yourself. If you're in, in a relationship like this, you need to ask yourself, um, how well do you want to be loved? Like, ask yourself, how well do I want to be loved by my significant other? And depending on that answer, right, will impact how you will be loved. Because if your standards are, as long as they're around, as long as they don't leave me, that's how I want to be loved then you'll have that, but you'll also have other issues, other problems, because your standards have been so low, right? But if your standard is, I want someone to love me the way that God loves me, that's also impossible, (laughs) because only God can love you a certain way. So I I would suggest that you look for someone based off of love, because God is love, right? Corinthians uh, 13, you've heard this before. Uh, Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love is not boastful, it is not arrogant. I would take this list and put it to your significant other and say, is my significant other patient with me? Is my significant other kind? Is my significant other not boastful? Is, Is this person not arrogant, not rude? Like all of these things, are they these things? But more than that, what did we say earlier? Ask yourself if you're willing to be that to that person. Ask yourself if I'm willing to be, is Eli patient? Is Eli kind? Is Eli not envy? Is he not boastful? Ask those questions to yourself. This is why your brain's not fully developed at 25 because you're constantly growing and learning these things. And here's the thing. I really don't want you to learn the hard way. I don't want you to learn the hard way. There's an easy way to learn, Okay. Um, but we've talked enough about this. Let's go to the next question. Um, <clears throat> what is love? Well, we just, we just defined it again. God is love. God is the standard of love. Um, and you want someone that's going to love Jesus more than you. Yeah. Because if yeah. he loves Jesus or she loves Jesus more than you, then that means that the love will overflow through him the way that God uh, loves him to you. Okay. 
So I would, I would just leave it at that. Yeah, I would add that as teenagers, you know, we think that love is based on feelings. This is emotion, the butterflies in your stomach. You get excited. You want to tell your friends, right? Um, and I experienced that, honestly. And I had to, I remember as a teenager in middle school and high school asking God, God, like, man, I feel this in my heart and I'm so excited about this person. But like, what do you say love is? God, you say love is patient. You say love is kind and it does not envy. But why, why am I seeing it in a different way? So the world is going to really portray love in a different way. But no matter how beautiful or enticing love looks like and it's cute and oh, it's so, you know, lovey-dovey, be, be wise and look back and what the Bible says that love is patient. We love, I mean, we have a list of things we want in a person, but like Eli says, ask yourself, do I have that list for myself? Am I being patient in my kind? Maybe, maybe you're doing well with the other characteristics, but maybe you just need to work on that one thing, right? And don't do it on your own. Look back to Jesus because he is love, right? He chooses. It's also a choice. He chooses to love you. Yeah. So I'm going to rapid fire the next question so that you guys have enough time for your groups, okay? So here we go. Uh, number one, is it okay to talk about your ex and compare your ex, your current um, significant other to the new one? Is it okay to talk about your ex and compare them to the new one? Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in in high school term. I'm gonna keep it in the high school try to like mindset a little bit. Um, it's never right to talk about people like let's let's disregard your ex. Um, any person that you slander or talk about or gossip about is wrong. So let's not just think ex wise. Let's think people wise. Again, humans have dignity. They were created in the image of God, and we need to respect them. Um, comparing them to the new one won't do anything but continue to create expectations that will never be met by someone. So while you compare this ex to your new one and say, well, this ex, this person does this better, this better, guess what? I guarantee you that the next person you're going to date, if you're not married to this person, is going to have the same thing. And guess what? You're also going to be the same exact um, disappointment to them because, again, no one will ever be your ultimate list. Okay, which is why as long as someone's rooted in Jesus and loves them, um, you'll be, uh, you'll continue to be satisfied in that. Uh, anything you want to say about that before I keep going? Rapid fire? Don't do it. There you go. Okay. Uh, is it okay to stalk your ex? No. Legally, no. Spiritually, no. Okay. Don't do it. Don't stalk your ex. Um, that's not, that's not a good idea. Okay. And it leads to more hurt. Okay. Delete them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just do it. It's, it's going to suck, yeah. but do it. If you Can want I just to save say this really pain. quick? Yeah. If you're already healing, you know, when you have a wound, you, you have a scab. It's like you're, you're like scratching that scab. You can't help, but you're like scratching it. And before you know it, that scab's off of you. And then like you see that it's infected. Don't, don't reverse the healing. Let it heal. And when the scab falls off, yes, there's a, there's a scar, but there's a story for you to tell of what Jesus did in your life. So don't go back. Don't hurt yourself. Okay. So this one uh, says, this person was so nice at first and now treats me so bad. What does that mean? Especially if they kissed my best friend and me in the same hour. So what's the question? That's, this, that's pretty much what do I do? <laughs> do, I do? 
what do I do? This person was so nice at first, treats, but now treats me so bad and kissed my best friend within okay. the same, and myself within the same hour. Look, the Bible says, guard your heart because mm. everything that you do flows from it. So whatever a person does, that reveals what's in their heart. So do you want to be around with someone who is filling their heart with that kind of character? And then I'll let you answer that. Yeah, I think it, I think it reflects what's important to them. Um, I think it reflects what they care about. Obviously, it's not you. <laughs> That's number one. They don't care about you. And if they say they do, I think what they really say is they just care that you're around and they can still do things with you that they want to do like they just did with your best friend. <laughs> so that's what I think. If I was in, you know, in my high school brain, I was like, that, that's, that's probably what's happening. Um, and I would say, run, uh, leave this person, right? Yes, there's grace, um, but, and, and, and whatever. <laughs> but that doesn't mean, grace isn't, well, I'm going to wait till they get better. No, grace is being strong enough to say, you need Jesus right now. And I need Jesus right now, and I can't be with a person like this. Who knows what will happen in the future, but I need to focus my life on, on, on God right now because I'm realizing that there are places in my life that obviously aren't good enough for you, right? But also what you just showed me isn't good enough for me either. And that just reminds me that I need to focus my life on Jesus, okay? So that's what I would say about that. Um, <clears throat> we'll end with this one. How do you know the person you meet is the right one? Well, I knew because I was, one, abiding in Jesus. What does abiding mean? It means that you're saturating your life in Jesus' word, okay? Number one, abiding in Jesus. Number two, I was being mentored, okay? That what does mentoring mean? Someone is pouring into your life. You are willing to open up to that person um, about, you know, your, your walk with Jesus, and that, that mentor will affirm, affirm that. You're, the closest friends that truly care for you will affirm that. And last but not least, Jesus gives you peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. So number one, abiding in Jesus. Number two, it's being affirmed in your life. And number three, you have peace that comes from Jesus. Yeah, I mean, she hit it on the, the, she hit it on the head. I don't really have much to add. Um, but just emphasize the discipleship aspect and the people in your friend groups um, that, are, that, that love you and care for you. And let me also say this. You, you all have friends that are in the same mindset of you and don't have fully developed brains either, okay? <laughs> like, we're all growing constantly. And uh, that's why I seek people who are older than me because they have done life more than me and have more wisdom. So look to them for that. And when you say the one... Um, I'm, I'm assuming within the context of marriage because there's only the one for the person that you're going to marry, not date. So there isn't the one to date. There's the one to marry, okay? And so um, I would say if they meet the standards that the Bible has, which is very simple, loves Jesus, like Jackie said, and will love you the way that Christ loved the church. Um, okay, that's all we have time for. I'm going to pray for us. 
Um, and then we'll get into some girl group time. I hope this was beneficial towards you, and I hope you learned a little bit or were reminded of something that are very important. And you'll have more questions in your group time. Let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you so much for what you've done and what you're doing. We love you, Lord, and we continue to submit our relationships and our hearts to you. Help us to continue to seek you for wisdom and guidance in this area, in this area of our lives that's so important for us because you find it important. And so we just put these in your hands, and it's in your name we pray. And we all said, amen.